0: This November annual Sherlock's VIP sign-ups will receive a free Coco and Eve super nourishing coconut and fig hair mask worth £34.90. Purchase VIP as a gift or sign up yourself for just £5 a month or £50 for the year and join the most exclusive VIP scheme in London. From restaurant openings, discounts on drinks, bars and hotels, to beauty and wellness offers, Sheerlux partners with London's best venues, suppliers and brands to bring its VIPs, exclusive monthly offers. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Georgie Cottage cole this week, I'm joined by Lou Huff, Rosie Cherrington, and Pascal Day. There's a lot of Pascal love <laughs> flying around after last week's podcast. Oh, God. I know you've got to live up to it, Pascal. The <laughs> pressure. Um, let's take the pressure off. Let's talk about TV first. Lou, what have you been watching?
1: I watched Stand Up to Cancer on Friday night, and I just cried out of sadness and laughter all at once. The highlight for me was Celebrity Gogglebox with Danny Dyer and Danny Dyer. I mean, you just want to be in their household. And he is exactly what you want him to be like. It so was, over the top. It was so good. When I watch that, that is when I think, this is the power of celebrity in a really positive way. I think yes. when they can use it for this type of thing, it was really eye-opening, really sad. But I rude. remember um,
2: Bradley Cooper was on like the first one ever and he was trying to tell this really heartbreaking story because I think his dad died of cancer but people were just screaming in the audience so much you couldn't hear what he was saying and mm. it was quite bad really because it was like he's trying to tell this really sad story about his dad and everyone's like yeah Bradley Cooper <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, do, I feel like that everyone respects it and they obviously have little snippets of stories that sort of get played throughout the which Last are year. so sad me. but it's incredible to raise that much awareness of it and I don't know what their final figure was but I sat on my sofa donated because I felt like it really gets to you.
0: Mm. I suppose the reality of cancer is that or everyone someone. has someone in their family or knows somebody mm. that has been impacted and I find anything with cancer, I just find I get so, even just talking to yeah. someone about someone in their family that I don't even know, I don't know what it is, I think it's just the most terrifying disease. Yeah, scene. and I...
1: Michael Bublé did a purple karaoke with James Corden, which was brilliant. That's but then, why they were doing it. Yeah, that. he, he then obviously opened up about what he went through with his son oh, and, and a lot of it is about the children and And there was one story of a mother, she had breast cancer, then her child had leukemia and then she found and then he passed away. And then hers had come back and it spread. And, you know, these stories you think it's just so unfair. But what anybody can do to help with mm. the science and the research that's going into it now, you know, it's horrible. But it was really interesting to watch. And they obviously raise money, mm-hmm. so that's mm. great.
0: Well, let's change the subject because this is a rather gloomy <laughs> topic for a Monday. I have just watched The Cry. Did you watch Ooh, that? Oh, I watched two episodes. I've really enjoyed, enjoyed it, actually. it. Actually, I've heard people
3: talking about that. Mm. It's
0: about a couple. He was married before, has a teenage daughter couple have a baby, they go to Australia, he wants to bring his teenage daughter back to England, away from her mother which is sort of a subplot and their child goes missing or does it, I won't give it away, but it's four parts on the BBC mm. the BBC we talked about a lot recently are just
3: killing it right now. They really oh, are.
0: They are. And it's quite a big twist, isn't it? There's a couple of twists <gasps> and I really enjoyed it. It's good. Jenna Coleman's really yeah, amazing. I she's it, awesome, like, I've Jenicle not seen her in anything then. before. Yeah, she's really, really Very great. pretty too. Or mm. all the after <gasps> those. Like- now can yes. we watch them I can yeah. binge watch okay. I can watch it on iPlayer. Good. and actually having finished that I was like oh what am I going to watch next I've just started Trust about the Gettys oh oh my god that story is so fascinating it's really good we've <laughs> yeah. only watched the first two I think it's 10 parts again it's on iPlayer I think it's been out quite a while now but my friend watched it and was saying it was really good it's got Donald Sutherland Kiefer's father and he's really good and it's got Duckface oh I love Duckface. <laughs> I, think I love her and he's a really interesting character it's set in the 70s and he has this sort of harem of women and he literally taps one of his girlfriends on the shoulder and it's like 15 minutes i'm ready for you and just has like a series of girlfriends they all live in a house together it's quite weird um anyway that's not what it's about it's about the kidnapping of his grandson jean paul getty and what channel is that it's bbc iPlayer. it's called trust okay it's really good check it
3: out Have you been watching anything, Rosie? I mean, I wish I'd gone to the boobs, but instead I went to Netflix and watched season two of Making a Murderer. And I'm really disappointed so far. Mm. I was really into the first one, excited for this one. Started watching it and just couldn't pay attention. It just kept going over and over, all the old stuff.
0: I so agree. And I watched Making Meadow. I actually fell asleep. I'd had a few glasses of champagne watching Strictly, the Halloween oh. special, which was really fun, wasn't it? It was really, really fun. Say, incredible.
1: Absolutely amazing. When they're doing these new routines, I think it's really up in the ante. It's just something a bit different that you haven't oh, already seen before. So
0: good. This is amazing. And she's coming on
1: the show next yeah. week. So exciting.
0: Oh <laughs> we're very excited about that sorry i totally hijacked your making you murder what i was going to say is after strictly we then put making murder 2 on and i fell asleep not just bad. the same old stuff we had. Yeah. i presume they were getting him out this time or i mean we yeah. no,
2: haven't got very far because i was bored
3: that's the thing i want to know if it's going to get better but i don't want to commit the yeah i don't want to commit
2: it i want I someone else to tell me apparently I'm they're going to make a third season and oh. I'm, i think two is already too much so do yeah. we know is he still in prison yeah, yeah. okay So, frankly...
0: Pointless. I don't need another series to tell me that. Yeah. Little Drama Girl. No one's watched that yet. Mm -mm. That was on last night on BBC One. My mother was very excited. A new Beeb series to get stuck into, (laughs) she put it. Apparently, if you liked The Night Manager, you'll love Little Drama Girl. Oh, I did. It's a John McCary, so I'm definitely going to be tuning in for that. Amazing. From TV to cutting your hair. Well, cutting hair is a beauty task left to the professionals. Picking a salon appointment just to banish a few split ends isn't always the wisest use of time or money. We spoke to Sam Bennett. He's the owner and creative director of Hair and Bone. To give us his advice on cutting your hair at home. I mean, this to me just sounds like the worst idea ever.
1: (laughs) I would never, ever try and cut my own hair.
0: I have to tell you that when I was about seven, I think it was, we were staying with some friends and she was a year older than me. She called Scarlet. She's listening. She had really, really long hair and they just moved house. I remember there were lots of boxes with things wrapped up in newspapers around and I cut her hair off into a bob. Oh my God. Oh. I'm talking like inches and inches and inches and inches. So weird. I remember thinking if we hide the hair in the box, <laughs> our mothers won't notice.
1: Hang on. How did you get around to it? The first was you like, it? I've got a yeah, fun game. Idea? I, I want to know. play I hairdresser. I don't
0: actually remember... All I know is she's one of my mother's oldest friends and my mum was like, we got in the car pretty quickly <laughs> and went home so I needed to let her mum cool down. Hmm. I just do remember thinking if we hide it, they won't know. And did you get in a lot of trouble? I think so. I do remember my mum saying she was actually older than you. Did she ask you to do it? I don't know. Did I don't you know. just cut I don't off. remember the detail. All I know is she was a very pretty girl with yeah. very long dark hair and I cut
1: the hold off. How would you feel if someone did that to Coco? God, I'd be furious.
0: (laughs) Anyway, to me, I have not got over what I did age six or seven. (laughs) I would never take scissors to my own hair. And I have actually lectured my children about the fact that they must never, ever do it.
3: I'm a big fan of doing it. Are you? Yeah. How would you get it round the back, though? Well, so I wouldn't ever advise actually cutting having a hair cut at home but getting rid of split ends is really easy I get my flatmate to cut it she it's called
0: dusting apparently dusting
3: yeah or the one I use which is called the search and destroy machine. I love this it's
0: so <laughs> aggressive search and destroy I mean
3: it takes a lot of time it's good to do when you're watching TV if you kind of sit on a bin bag or hoover right after you kind of just go through your hair and cut off all the split ends how can the you watch is to
0: TV search and cut your your hair. sections of damaged hair and destroy it immediately <laughs> yeah it it's quite fun
1: I feel like if I search, I'd find too many that I did end up with no hair left <laughs> so I think I'll explain.
3: you just need a really good pair of scissors don't do it with kitchen scissors buy some i think boots have really really cheap ones but my flatmate has invested in some good ones and so she cuts my hair i was
0: worried it would all end up uneven mm. anyway apparently dusting is trimming off the split ends lightly not to be confused with actually getting a regular trim where you get quite a bit more hair
2: chopped off but still to me it's a bit of a no no pascal I don't think I could do it. I used to have like a full fringe and I used to always trim my fringe, and that's quite easy. Once a hairdresser's put in the shape, it's pretty easy to follow, but I couldn't get to the back. I don't think I'm flexible enough to reach around How and cut do the, back. Do the back. Yeah, but actually, someone. very
0: long hair, it'd be different.
2: Yeah. Someone was telling me at the weekend that their friend cut their hair by tying it in a high ponytail and then just cutting it. And when she took it down, there was, like, a layer here and then just a layer <gasps> here. Like, it was very neat, but it was, like, oh my God. two weird different layers. I was like, why would you do that?
1: But when you have your hair in a ponytail, the hair is all a different length, so that makes complete sense. Yeah. So,
0: I guess if you have a fringe, it could get expensive. Although, yeah. why would you have a fringe? I'm really sorry. <laughs> But, you know, Claudia Winkleman is the exception to the rule. Mm. She rocks a fringe. But um, people
3: like her give fringes yeah. the wrong name. You need good hair. I don't have fringe hair. I've tried it. It doesn't
0: work. Or you
1: need to be French, like Lou Dion. You have to know how to deal with it, don't you? Yeah. I
3: think a fringe
0: that's a bit 70s and a bit open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah agreed. Where it's shorter and it comes down and your hair's quite scruffy. That can look cool. But yeah. like a blunt fringe. That's a bold yeah. look. I it's think nine Lego. times out of ten. That's being generous. I think you know, (laughs) nine point nine nine percent of the time, Mm -hmm. you look better without
2: that. Yeah, I agree.
0: So Claudia did say on the podcast that you
3: know who needs Botox when you have
2: yeah, so you you do save a fortune. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I don't want for
3: a fringe I've been there done that I was not pretty it's there. just fringe regret Yeah, that's what we used to call it you'd be like I really actually want a fringe as soon as you get one the minute you get home what but I, I remember
0: have... as a teenager I was at a boarding school and we used to wake up on a Saturday and we would go on a trip and we went through this phase of wanting to do something different and new to ourselves mm. and they involved piercings and the odd tattoo and dyeing our hair I remember going to Kensington Market and having dreadlocks putting my hair with shit Oh <laughs> basically your hair is just not oh. the place to experiment is <laughs> no. it? and that includes a fringe Yeah, so don't walk around with your hair Sienna
1: Miller and Alfie that was always our, oh, our oh yeah. that so was like the dream only our hair was. could be like that mm. she looks so fit
0: I remember we all went into the hairdresser asking for Turner Van haircut the Rachel the Rachel oh god oh,
3: yeah. you're probably too young for that no I remember I do remember but no mine was Sienna I think I actually did take yeah. a photo of her to my hairdresser at the time it's yeah. always
1: a problem with taking someone who's incredibly attractive yeah. to the hairdresser because <laughs> you, be you're healed. like I essentially just wanted look like this person yeah. it's <laughs> not the surgery not exactly. your nose is going to be the yeah. same size well, like i'm like disappointed i'm like why have they not got it right yeah <laughs> don't know why yeah sienna claudia yeah. are the exceptions
0: <laughs> Anyway, changing the subject feng shui you may not have thought about it much since it was a hot topic in the 90s but prepare yourselves people the ancient chinese practice is set to be big news in interiors once again rosie i think you spoke to priya Cher. is that right yes about why she believes that feng shui which translate as wind water can seriously boost people's lives including making them more successful do you believe
3: this Well, I feel like feng shui principles are ingrained in everyone's brain. It's not just me, right? When you're doing your bedroom, you always know not to put the door facing the bed. I didn't know that. You didn't didn't know that? that. When I read this, I realised that I do
1: a lot of these things. (gasps) So do I. I
3: don't know. Well, she has a lot of very successful clients from kind of supermodels and CEOs. And she's even feng shui'd someone's super yacht. Well, this were her beginner tips. Okay. So to not do a whole home overhaul. Okay, so they they include
0: things like keep your front door clean. It should... Be in perfect condition as it represents wealth. Well, apparently the first thing they say when you want to sell a house is make the front door look good. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Give your hallway some love. I dream about having a hallway big enough to give it some love. <laughs> Create calm in your kitchen. Oh my God, can I just say that I found a dead mouse in my kitchen <gasps> yesterday. Aww. I've got my phone in here because I've got the rat man in my house. It was a mouse, not a rat, but I'm still Aww. calling him the rat man. Fucking hell. I've got the most clean and tidy house of anyone I but know. Like
1: clean as well. Oh We've also God. had this problem in the last month but apparently it's the time of year. It's cold. And it's Victorian. My house
0: is mouse. quite warm apparently yeah. as well. I have got a slight gap under my skirting board and someone said anything the size of a biro a mouse can get what? through. It's so crazy. Any gaps that you've got. A biro? A biro. <laughs> what? These are little mice. Although well, the dead one, I mean it was little but
2: did you put a trap down or you just found it and it no, was. No, I was Dysoning the Hoover after lunch. I mean, this is how anal I am
0: <laughs> that after every meal oh, I get the Dyson out. And as I was Dysoning, I saw the mouse and it should call my husband. I was like, can you come downstairs now? He was doing some work. I was like, no, no, now. He came down. I was like, "That's no, a dead
1: mouse." But I wonder how it had died if you yeah. had no poison. Ooh. Oh, I don't do know. You have the it was lying on
0: its side. <gasps> and then I've got a dog which is bloody. And do you know what my dog's called? Mouse. Um. A lot of good mouses. But you know what he said on the phone today? He said that you have to take the skirting board off and it's not the gap under the skirting board it's the gaps that you've got behind oh, yeah, yeah. Mm, the weird. skirting and he then called me and said can I pull your fridge out is there a gap there we've got gaps all over our house it's my mum came over she was like they breed like rabbits <gasps> darling you need to get the rat man around and I was like thanks that's <laughs> really yeah, not girl.
2: helping me
1: Oh my god! Do my you know, sister gets like, like
2: a lot of rats because she lives next to like this woodland area and they are huge oh, and they can like jump in the house but, oh yeah, right, they got, can oh. jump yeah she no, has like two cats and they bring them in and like I've been cornered in a room with one of them and they are absolutely massive they look like mutant rats
1: and they're so like vicious alive yeah and what do you do when you're in the room with it they corner cornered
2: you. You. <laughs> so, like could someone else go downstairs to deal with that my sister's boyfriend normally like deals with it you just send him down and then 20 minutes later it's gone
0: I can what? cope with a cat we used to have a cat they used to bring things in apparently cats quite like to bring their trophies in to show you look well done. I mean they're quite cool mm. That I don't mind. So it's not being alive in my house. It's the oh, fact that sometimes makes... they're alive
3: though. Okay. <laughs> my mum's said like this recently. With them, don't yeah, they? because they'll kind of half kill it, so you'll get a half dead, bleeding mouse running oh, around your house, lovely. which is not lovely. too fun. But... I've
0: got the rat man in, and I'll let you know. How I get on. Back to feng shui. I don't think rats go hand in hand with feng shui, do they? But They say create calm in your kitchen. I agree. I can't cope with a chaotic kitchen. No. Although
1: this does say that having your sink and cooker opposite each other can lead to arguments between couples. Mine are opposite <laughs> each other. And it's a really small kitchen, so there's not really many other places that they could go. We're about to redo the kitchen, but I don't know what I'm going to do about that. <laughs> Argument central.
0: <laughs> what were the other points? They were... Activate wealth energy in your sitting room. Not only is having furniture in proportion with the size of your room important, sofa placement is particularly key. Personally, I think feng shui is just... Common sense. In your bathroom, it said have the door closed and the loose seat lid down. Yeah, to stop all
3: your wealth draining away.
0: I leave
1: mine up. I don't put the lid down every time I get out of the bathroom, do you? I normally leave it up, but my boyfriend recently has got fanatical about putting it down. I see. And I don't like touching it. So I don't really. What, the lid? Yeah. The top bit. Why not? Well, I just think it's all germy, isn't it? I just don't like touching the toilet. <laughs> I feel the same way. Yeah, so. yeah, oh, yeah I just don't like doing it. It's so, okay, so I'll like wrap my fingers in like loo <laughs> roll the and again. then just. Oh, put it. the loosey seat <laughs> lid up that only you and
2: your boyfriend no mm-hmm. With the top
0: bit or the I mean, top I've bit. the top I never lift a public loose seat. I mean I get loose seats but yeah. I will lift the lid in my own house. Yeah, I don't know, I just find it a bit weird. I'll wait till you've got sun and it pees <laughs> all over it. <laughs> Oh, my God. It also said, be romantic in the bedroom. Have your headboard against a solid wall, obviously, and ideally not in line with the door. Well, that's lovely, but I don't have that luxury. It's in line yeah, with the
1: door. Same. Anyway.
0: I think feng shui is just about having a tidy house, furniture in proportion with your house, not loads of clutter, and things in sensible places. But who wants a bed in the middle of the room or a sofa that's mm. too small? From living spaces to workplaces, we wrote a piece about how to make yourself stand out from the crowd in the office because in order to succeed it's important to work out what you can bring to a business and then to capitalize on it
1: how do you feel about this i found this really interesting and i mentioned this interview to be like i Mm. wonder when you're looking for a new candidate for the team what is it that makes someone stand out against other cvs in the pile
0: i was reading this piece and i was thinking about a previous employee who was with the business for seven years hi nicole if you're listening and she came as an intern and I saw something in her and she then progressed to be marketing manager and I remember her saying to another member of the team that her goal was to make herself indispensable to Sherlock's. and I can say that she definitely did that and I was thinking what were the qualities that she had and they included things like great energy, great attention to detail, she was a real team player There was a point about embracing yourself in the culture and getting involved in the kind of fun side of office life as well. And she was really good at that. She was always really up for everything when it came to extracurricular stuff. She had a really can-do attitude. She took real pride in her work. Basically, I'm just describing the ideal employee here, I guess. But I really think as an employer, you can tell the people that are very self-motivated. And you can understand that. And it's a dog-eat-dog world. And you always have to remind yourself that people are in this, not for you as a business owner, but for themselves and their own career, which is fair enough. But there are definitely people that will go put the business's needs high up their list of priorities, and I think
1: that really shows. Yeah, I mean, you definitely want someone that's going to be a team player and is going to be sticking yeah. around. Do you think it's going to be someone hiring for a long time? Yeah. I love the point in this, be polite to everyone. Yeah. Emily had said in her previous role, after interviews of a new team member, I'd always ask the receptionist for his opinion. If someone was snooty or dismissive, I wouldn't invite him back. And I love that. Yeah, I think, yeah, you I think know, that's you, a good point. You don't know who you're going to come across, and I think you have to have that polite and...
3: See, this is an interesting article. I'd never thought about having a personal brand as an employee. I think, you know, when you're applying for jobs or when you're first trying to get into an industry, you do really think about what kind of message you're delivering and especially with social media and stuff now I think that was one of the tips on here being visible it's like the first thing you do isn't it when you look for a new job is go through your LinkedIn go through everything to make sure you're representing yourself but I never thought doing it as an employee which why these tips were really interesting but I definitely think of course like you know the job doesn't stop when you get it you've got to keep making a certain impression so I think it's interesting. Pascal.
2: Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't think it's that easy to make yourself into a brand. And like, I would say I wouldn't have found it that easy to do it without maybe feeling like I was being a bit of a dick to people. And I think we feel like this really shows you how to do it. And, you know, just being really positive with it. So I think that's really, really good. And I completely agree with just being polite to everyone. And like, I just like to make sure that I'm as friendly as I can be to people.
0: I think think. it's more about being polite. I think it's also about being an expert in your field. I think that's another thing, like really feeling as an employer Mm -hmm. as well, really like feeling like you need that person because they are an expert mm. at beauty or analytics or design or whatever it is there are definitely people in the team who will send me articles that they've read elsewhere and you really feel like
1: they're investing in themselves yeah. and their own knowledge i always think when you have that interest outside of work in whatever you're doing then it is really genuine and you're really up in your own time because that's what genuinely interests you yeah and that's going to help your role and that's going to help the company and what you're doing
0: yeah if you're someone that's just going through the motions every day then i think you're pretty dispensable yeah Anyway, luckily, there's no one here in this room, so we don't need to worry too much. But on a similar note, we also wrote a piece on how to maximise your LinkedIn profile. If the first piece was about your brand within your company, this is more about your brand externally and how you're perceived externally. I'm going to come to you, Pascal. Yep. I did spot the other day that we had linked to you. I think it was in a behind-the-scenes clip. And it said Pascal Day, editor at Metro. Yeah, I know. I just or forget something. about stuff like and that.
2: I was like, oh, Pascal, do you think we're going to
0: link to from Sherlock's behind the scenes, you could change your employer <laughs> from the Metro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to cheer it up so I you noticed know, oh, that yeah. actually I thought you're holding on to that one oh. it's because I never like look at my own profile like I'm always just looking at my feed so I never remember <laughs> to do stuff like that but I have changed it now
0: how important do you think your presence on LinkedIn is I think it's an amazing amazing resource and I'm always staggered by how little time a lot of people have put into it you get CVs the minute I get a CV first thing I do is go onto their Instagram their LinkedIn and anything yeah. else I can get my hands on Mm-hmm.
1: frankly so it amazes me how a few
0: people have for example a decent picture yeah yeah uh, oh my god, god. It
1: really really gets me if someone has used like a picture where they're on holiday and they've got sunglasses on sunglasses <laughs> the one that really gets to me <laughs> on your why? head but on your face what? why on earth no, on, on your, your, head, your linkedin would you be wearing sunglasses like it's a professional <laughs> forum like you're not going to tell up to interview with your sunglasses on i just think it's or, really or someone's me. had a
0: group photo with them some friends yeah and it and was then, a good photo of them because they were on holiday and yeah. they'd be lying in the sun, And then long. you've got like half cheek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Coming some proof. I remember a guy who used to speak at our conference, so we've done for many years now B 2 B2B conference, and he was one of the sponsors, okay. And he sent a photo of it, and he had a cocktail in his hand. Oh my god. I was <laughs> like, no, no, no. You are standing there up against like some big hitters in yeah. the industry right now. And this is a guy running his own agency yeah. with about 30, 40 employees with some pretty impressive clients. He sent a picture of him holding a cocktail.
1: Unbelievable. Like, That's so it's, not strange. A it's like not your Tinder profile. I no. think sometimes people mix up, like, Tinder, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Well, you never Facebook. know. who's scoping you out on LinkedIn. I do
3: think they did. One of my ex-boyfriends from years ago added me on LinkedIn the other day. It's oh. like... No, that's oh. not acceptable. That's not fine. No.
0: Well, I was interested to read that people with a profile photo have 20 times more views than members that don't.
1: Get a profile photo. Don't get it from one of your holiday pictures. No, get a professional. Well, not professional, but just like get a proper one.
0: And also update where you've been working. I actually found someone who used to work for Sherlock's. She's now a full-time mum and doesn't. But it actually says that she's a really senior position at Sherlark's and has been for... Like seven years. <laughs> yeah. Looked at it, I was like, oh, that's a bit annoying because there's someone else doing that role now. Yeah. And for all we know, potential clients are now going to your page. I really want to message her and say, do you think
1: you could take that? Yeah. You want to and I think adding any like cool articles that you've worked on or if you've got a personal website really frustrates me when I'm looking at a candidate and they say that they've got a blog and I'm like, well, where is your blog? What is it called? How do I find it? Hopefully. Silly things yeah, like that. To it.
0: I don't actually think that you need to do a whole lot more. I mean, I know there are Mm -hmm. groups and I mean, I guess it's dependent on what role you work in. I guess if you work in new business development, it's really key. Mm. But I think it's quite simple. It's have a good photo, have it up to date with all your experience, connect to anyone you come
1: into contact with and yeah, if you write articles, et cetera, yeah.
0: post them. But I don't think it needs to be this big, laborious job. Yeah,
1: and also don't bullshit your title. I've seen a few where I've been like, How I you? knew that is not your role, and you had a different title there. And I don't know if people like Ooh, to just change cheap. it just because they think their employee's is not going to look at it, but
3: yeah. Is yours up to date Rosie? I think it is. Do you have to put like what you do under your jobs like a CV? Because I never do that because I feel like. I, I think, think if you you're looking to. It's... it's
1: good too for your most recent. Yeah. Or if you feel like maybe your title doesn't say exactly what your role covers. Because so I've never really
3: used it properly. I feel like mine's very like bare bones. It has all the right info in. has a link to my website but I don't know. I've never wanted to flesh it out too much in case people like copied it.
2: Yeah mm. I think that's what I'm scared of as well. Like if you make it like really good people can just copy and paste what you've got on there
0: well if you're listening and your linkedin isn't up to date then hopefully that's been a reminder to you finding ways to reduce our alcohol intake can be tough especially when almost every social occasion these days involves a glass of wine or two or three it's not impossible, though, as Sherlock's contributor, Bianca Barrett,
1: discovered. How does everyone feel about curbing their drinking? I'm not a massive drinker. My first one goes down like Ribena, and everyone's like, Lou, really polish that one off quickly. <laughs> and then the second one is like at a normal pace. But then after that, I can't really drink that much more. Like, I'll kind of feel a bit giddy, and I really enjoy that feeling. But because I've got such a big favour of being sick, I would never drink enough that I think that could happen. So I think mentally, just gets to a point where I just stop.
0: I like to think you get to an age though where you're
2: not sick. Yeah,
1: but no? it's just feeling mm. random in me. No,
2: Pascal, <laughs> not looking so sure. Are you a puker? I was sick just yesterday. Oh yes. no! Yeah. What after too much booze? Yeah, but it's also I think oh, Pascal. <laughs> I was really hungover and I ate a foot long subway as well, and then you were <laughs> sick. <I was> sick. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not normally sick on the nights, always the next day that I feel a bit queasy. Are you? I've got a friend like that she has certain days where she
0: just looks green and you look at her and you're like oh god it's one of those coming. she
1: doesn't eat for an entire <laughs> oh, day i can't be around people like that it makes me so nervous like <laughs> i remember <laughs> in an office that i was working before it was after a christmas party and there was just a lot of like whispering about who was feeling really ill and who'd been in the toilet and i was like oh it's making me panicky my like, palms are sweating i know i can't go to the loo because i don't know what's going to be in there like i can't be close to someone in case they're just like But you do have under. a proper phobia, don't yeah, you yeah yeah do. I mean, yeah. I did laugh when <laughs> you had
0: someone to stay they were ill and they were sick in your room. Yeah. You had to go and stay in a hotel for the night. <gasps> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's a house. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. What started this, do you think? I think I was about 13, and I remember going on a sailing trip around Land's End, and it was, like, the worst seasickness ever. I mean, I remember thinking I literally would rather die. It's horrible. And then I remember after that as well, my mum and I both had a bug, and I remember it just feeling the worst I've ever, ever felt and not being able to move, and I must have the connotations that I've had to that. And it's just developed from then on really, really badly. And I need to get it sorted out because it's really not cool. Especially when, like, my boyfriend's ill and I'm being like, I can't be anywhere near you.
0: My mum was like that. I remember waking up in the night and being sick and thinking, I can't wake up my mum because it'll literally make her sick. She'd feel awful if she had that, but she just... Like you, it yeah. just made her sick. So I remember just like wrapping it up. And yeah. It the and I feel so okay, pathetic. Before so you have out. children, you might need to get I know. Or maybe you'll be able to deal with your own children. Maybe. There's so something about, it's a bit like changing nappies. I mean, it's fucking rank. Other people's, however much you love your godchildren or your nieces and nephews or whoever it is, their nappies make you want to hurl. But it's mm. something about your own. Well, my children's make me hurl as well. Mm. But you, you can
1: cope. <laughs> yeah. That's
2: what I'm saying. Back to drinking less. Pascal, what tactics do you use then? I don't have any, <laughs> I just don't know when to stop. At this wedding at the weekend, I was throwing some awful shapes and even that didn't stop me from drinking on Saturday. What, so you I had a big this. wedding on Friday night? On Thursday and okay. then it took me two You're days nice to, to recover. recover and then on Saturday I just did exactly the same thing. But this time
3: dressed as a fish finger, which is my favourite You dressed part. as a fish
2: finger? Yeah. I was dressed as a fish finger. Why is that? Me and my boyfriend got a couple's outfit for Halloween. <laughs> he was Captain Birdseye and I was a fish finger. But when we went stood together, everyone was like, what are you?
1: <laughs> Were you just wearing sort of orange? Like
2: <laughs> a big foam rectangle with a face hole cut out of it. Okay. It wasn't great, I have to say. Tell me
0: you took an Instagram outfit selfie of you <laughs> dressed as a fish finger. Of course. Yes. This time, yes, <laughs> good. You made an exception. I'd like to see that, please.
1: Okay. Well, I would suggest driving. Yeah, that's a good get out. I've used that in the past.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good one. I don't know about anyone else, but I find Pascal. I think this would help you. <laughs> Tell me, please. You know,
1: not drinking anything too sweet. I
0: mean, I find give me like a Kir Royale or like a Prosecco with Cassis in it or something like that, and I can just drink it so quick. So if it's sweet, I think you drink it quicker. I also think ice in your wine mm-hmm. dilutes it. Don't you really like a spritzer, but I like ice in wine. Yeah. do you want to think what other tips I've got. I, I'm not that successful. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but those are my three. Rosie?
3: I liked Bianca's tip about kombucha. What's that? It's a fermented tea. Oh, yeah, with a K, kombucha. Yeah. All right, what did you do with that then? Well, I was listening to a talk by Mel Robbins. I know I mentioned her in a podcast before. She's Tony Robbins' wife and also a massive motivational speaker. And she was kind of giving some tips on how to be healthier. And she said if you're one of those people that kind of gets home kind of near the end of the week and wants to relax with a glass of wine, if you want to stop doing that, have a really nice other drink, like kombucha or something that you see as a treat. And so when you get home, associate opening that with your kind of relaxing things
0: mm. well my husband and i try and have two or three we call them dry nights a week and mine are tonight and tomorrow and maybe wednesday i'll see how i'm feeling by wednesday but i find if i eat earlier in the evening i don't crave a drink I, yeah, find my, I agree with that my time when i'm really craving an alcoholic drink is once i put the children to bed it's like 7 30 and it's just like the end of the day and it's kind of oh it's just
1: heaven but
0: if i get on and have supper The minute I've eaten. Yeah, I'm
1: exactly the same with that. Actually,
0: you know how people go to the pub for drinks? If I've eaten, I just don't want to go. I'm just i don't know what it is yeah but for some reason
1: yeah after you've been out for a nice dinner then someone's like oh should we go and get another drink elsewhere yeah. i'm like no i'm it. full yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: i'm the same whereas if i haven't eaten yet i yeah. can drink all night happily skip the food the same. but yeah i think if you eat earlier
2: yeah i think i agree with that i don't ever drink unless i'm going out i don't drink at home good old binge drinking yeah <laughs> you, are, you are a true millennial Pascal. <laughs>
3: Maybe that
0: should be your next column. Yeah. How to stop bin shrinking.
2: (laughs) Hashtag millennial problems. I don't know if it's
1: possible.
0: Well, on the subject of millennial problems, should we be downsizing our social lives a la millennials who are stopping going out for evenings in? Pascal, you spent weekend confined to the four walls of your flat
2: yeah i thought this was going to be really fun because i love staying in and the telegraph writer rachel cocker who did it first made it sound like it was really fun it was just really boring especially if you get up early and like you don't go to bed early on a saturday night or a friday night do you like you stay up a bit later and time just stretches out <laughs> before you and it's like i don't know what to do with all my time i watch so much tv So my boyfriend had just got back from New York. So he was in all weekend as well. And then I was just like... You're really starting to get on my nerves now. Like, <laughs> not doing well, so to anything To want to stay in, you need to have been out the night before. Yeah, yeah definitely. And be really hungover yeah. and tired. Yeah. yeah. Or it really Really
1: shit weather as well. Exactly.
2: Yeah. I think if it had been like raining, we'd have been like, oh, this is nice and cozy, yeah. but it's really sunny outside. And I felt like, you know, when dogs put their head out of car windows, that's what I felt like in the day. <laughs> that so that was my favourite like, like, bit when you said you had to open the window and hang <laughs> your head out to inhale some fresh <laughs> air. You know, mm. that picture of Leonardo DiCaprio cat leaning out of a car and he's really like, oh, yeah, like,
0: looks really happy. That was me as you say i mean i almost love the idea and occasionally if my children are entertained it doesn't happen very often and i'm at home in the afternoon i'm like oh all I want to do is sit down and watch Come Dine With Me that's what I used to do once Come Dine With oh, Me when yeah. they show I oh never in thought row. you'd like that when I was pregnant with Coco yeah. my first on a Saturday afternoon if I was going out in the evening at sort of 4 o'clock and I was quite tired in the days when I thought like, pregnant with your first child you're so knackered I mean yeah right it's a piece of piss but at 4 o'clock <laughs> I'd sit down and I'd watch the entire Come Dine With Me
3: oh, and it was just I literally did that this Saturday yeah. oh my god
0: but actually I could do that I'd, I'd love That window in my weekend, even you talking about the fact that you didn't leave your flat for 48 hours, I I get cabin fever sort of thinking about it.
1: And I think it's probably the being refined to it. Had you had the choice of like, I can go in and come out, then fine. But I think if you're like, you have to stay in, then that would make me feel a bit funny.
2: Yeah. I did order a Deliveroo at one point and the Deliveroo driver, I was like, oh, outside contact, yay. <laughs> uh, and she didn't talk to me like from the moment she came in the door. She wouldn't even come all the way up my staircase to give me the food. She just held it like this. And not venture out to get it. So I like, I kept one foot in the door, leaned out and got it from her. And she was having an argument with someone on the phone and she was crying. Rude. I was like, I don't know what's happening right now. I was like, thank you she didn't say anything and I said it again <laughs> I was like thank you she just didn't say anything to me I was like the only contact I'm going to have this weekend and it just has turned it's to you. shit it's you what yeah. well oh, we
1: should have had a cardo delivery they're way more friendly are they yeah
2: leave this for the future Stayed for a cup of tea if you'd a cardo my last one asked
1: to pee in my house
2: yeah.
3: so I was like it's a bit weird that's too
2: familiar yeah
3: that's not the first time it's happened either <laughs>
0: Oh, no, but if you've got to go, you've got to go, right? Yeah, did right? he say yes?
3: Yeah, of course, but I, he was in there for quite a while.
0: Mm. Oh. It's a bit awkward. Mm. You can't really say no, <laughs> we though. You can't. As someone who always needs the loo, you know. Yeah. If when you I got was to go. a driver, I'd be asking every five yeah, yeah. Well, not to be repeated, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't think I'd do it again. But do you feel like downsizing a little bit, trying to do a bit less at the weekend would be a positive thing.
2: Yeah. I think maybe if you like, not to this extreme where you can like go outside and go for a walk or something, I still think that's quite nice. Like even if you just go on your own, have a little walk, like you don't have to be with anyone. It is quite nice to be on your own sometimes and not talk, Mm. I think. I do think those weekends where you were saying this morning, we were talking about our weekends Mm. and I said, how was yours? And you said, oh, it was really
0: nice. We didn't do anything. It was just Mm. the two of us. Yeah. That's so nice. I mean, I'm so guilty of just... Planning so many things, mm-hmm. and actually, it's so rare when it's just us at home. Yeah,
1: and when you have those moments, I just think you really appreciate them. Completely. Yeah, ours was well overdue. We've been spending time together, but not like actually nice time that we can just kind of do nothing. Be like an organised activity, and it was so lovely. I remember living in Paris
0: for a year, and my husband, then boyfriend coming out and it just being the two of us and just pottering around and yeah. we had the nicest time like I look back so fondly on those yeah. weekends where we would just you know go
1: for a walk and go yeah. for brunch a day and pottering is just so lovely so nice yeah. but something
0: about it when it's in your hometown where mm-hmm. I didn't know this so oh, who are we seeing what are we doing actually if you just yeah calm it's down a good feeling yeah. it's really nice perhaps don't create your own prison my favorite line in your piece was By about 4pm, I can't help fixating on the fact that I haven't inhaled fresh air in a long time. I feel an irrational fear washing over my body. So I open the window, stick my head out and take some deep breaths. It's still sunny outside and I'm in a prison of my own making. (laughs) It's like too dramatic or what? (laughs) Anyway, not to be repeated. Pascal, but I'll look forward to your next experiment. They're yeah. quite entertaining. Yep. <laughs> Let's talk about beauty. Let's talk about switching up your skincare routine for winter. My skin is
3: very dry all yeah. of a sudden. I don't know about anyone else. Mm-hmm. Mine is, so it's central heating. Yeah. Central heating or cold outside, no? I think heating.
0: I think it's mm. worse, yeah. Isn't
1: it just the mixture of going between it hot and cold out. all the time? Mm. I
3: did use one of those sheet
0: masks the other day. Ooh. And it was really dry. And I thought, oh, God, we were filming. I can't remember what it was the next yeah. day. the or something. And I looked at my skin and it was literally flaking off. And so I had a gentle exfoliate, and then I used a sheet mask. Yeah, and genuinely the next morning, wow. it had gone. So that's clever, right?
1: Yeah, that was good. I was listening to Alan Carr on Table Manners podcast this morning, and he was saying that when he was younger, he used to have psoriasis. Horrible. He said that his face was like a box of Alpen. <laughs> really <laughs> got to me. <be. laughs> Dusty, <laughs> dusty, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I agree. I think when you have a good exfoliate, you're like, wow, God, like I've really taken off a whole layer that and might you get a good shine. <laughs> I use the Lizelle cleanse and polish, and oh, I find that. such a difference when I use that.
0: Well, I tell you what else is really good is the Fresh. Vitamin C sachets.
1: Have you seen these?
0: No. They're really good. It's like two sachets with powder in. You rip the top off, mix them together and put a tiny bit of water and rub them and then rub them on your face. And they're kind of a bit tingly. They've got vitamin C in. It's a gentle exfoliate. Really good.
3: Do you make changes to your skincare, to your makeup? I have to ditch the foundation. My skin gets really dry in autumn, so I just use tinted moisturizer. The one from Bare Minerals is really good. It's weird because everyone else I know says they do it the other way around. Yeah, But I just find that if I put it on, it just flakes everywhere.
0: My skin was really bad, actually, a couple of weeks ago, and I've been double cleansing and getting loads of sleep, and I just feel...
3: Sleep is like a
1: real miracle worker on your skin.
3: skin. Have you seen those before and after photos of people after they've had, like, eight hours or five hours or four hours sleep? They took photos of the same people's faces, and the difference it makes is crazy. Well, if you do
0: need to change up your skincare routine for winter, then check out this piece. It talked about what cleansers to use, how to up your hydration, masks, how to have an all-round glow, and of course, what SPF you should be using, because it's something we should be doing all year round. From beauty to fashion, we interviewed Net-A-Porter's buying director, Elizabeth Vondergoltz to find out what we should be snapping up for autumn-winter. She had lots to say, mainly it focused around animal prints, that's what I came away with.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of animal print everywhere. Animal print and western, people keep saying, and neither of those things I can wear.
0: No, I quite like, we've been talking about cowboy boots, I was saying I like the more kind of rock chick cowboy Mm -hmm. boot more than the rodeo cowboy boot, but I don't know about you, I really feel like this autumn winter, and it kind of goes in line with what she said, it's kind of about just sensible, quite timeless dressing, isn't it? Yeah and it's really about silk and cashmere and leopard print and leather. And actually when you stop and think, they're things that are around every autumn winter it yeah. reminds you that actually you know you might throw in a bit of zebra and a bit of yeah. western but actually the trends just don't change that much and if you buy sensibly you are
1: going to have a wardrobe that's going to last exactly i think it's just the shapes that change and it's sort of the details and something that will make something feel a bit more trend or a bit more current but you're so right the fabrics the colors the prints are all the same season after season yeah i feel like this autumn winter for the
0: first time it just feels quite sensible mm-hmm. and approachable. Other than neon, which people keep saying is huge for autumn, winter, I'm happy to say that other than Chiara Faragni, who wore a lime green mini dress, I think
1: it was. I've
0: not seen much neon around.
1: She said that she was celebrating the return to reality dressing, which means practical, wearable fashion, which is right up my street. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Rosie, how do you feel about autumn winter fashion? I actually really want some cowboy boots. I wasn't a big fan, and then my flatmate's friend who works at Ganny and obviously is dressed in head-to-toe came round, and she just looked so cool. I don't think I could pull them off, though. She has that I think style. I you, of you could But they looked amazing, and... I'm tempted.
1: The one thing with cowboy boots, I would say, is I'm really not a fan of the look of them tucked into tailored trousers. Oh, no, 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 no. Ooh, I've that seen a that a few times recently. No. I just think, you're mixing your looks out. No,
0: and I actually <laughs> think they really need a skirt or a dress, actually, to look their
1: best. Yeah.
3: I'm really struggling right now, though, because I don't know what to do with that aviator jacket. I feel like last year, everyone ruined them, and now I can't wear one.
0: I was saying to Lou, I've got my birthday coming up, and I'm toying with treating, I say treating, really treating myself to an acne jacket which I'm sort of kicking myself about because I've been talking about it for years yeah. and I think they are quite literally over double the price than they were sort of six, seven, yeah. eight years ago. A bit like the Chloe Susanna boots. yeah. But I'm thinking I might actually finally take the plunge although I keep seeing them on the
1: high street which kind of ruins See, it but um, I think I know I was wearing the real deal. On that well and I, I do this. think you can really tell you the high street tell. ones so much. I went to Bista in January actually and they had the acne one in navy blue with white lining and I literally was like speechless I didn't know what to do with myself and I tried it on <laughs> and when you're talking about outfit selfies I took about a zillion pictures just so I could remember what it felt like and then genuinely was considering it for a really long time my boyfriend was like you're never gonna buy that like you don't have the money and I was like I know but the saving uh, it's, <laughs> it
3: was here it was like it was meant to be when I try one on, I did not want to take off it's just the saddest thing to take off. Yeah. And it's so heavy. The difference is... I mean, I think anyone looking at it can definitely tell it's real. And they last. Like, yeah, mm. they seriously last. I think my husband's not listening. Yeah. I've told him they are a third of the price than they actually are. That's all he needs to know.
0: <laughs> last but not least, belt bags... What do we think? Lisa Potter Dixon came in the other day with a belt bag, a boob bag. I don't know what it was, a bum bag. I was going
2: to say, are these just like bum bags?
1: Yeah, a bum bag that you wear, like, horizontally across your body.
2: Oh, no, no, What do you no. think? No. Not, not
1: a fan, Pascal. <laughs> not for me. No. no, no, no. I think I've seen them and
2: I think they're truly awful.
3: Is that, like, the 90s thing?
2: No. 90s no. was around the
1: waist with yeah. an all-in-one ski suit. This is the, the like, like, 2018 version Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Not a fan. Not, not fan. for me. No. No, not for me. I can understand the practicality, like easy access, whatever <laughs> bug you mean me, that. Bug
0: me at your peril.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but no, ruin a nice top by wearing one yeah. of those. Hmm.
0: Always interested to see if these things catch on, though. Hmm. Anyway, time will tell. On that note, that's all we've got time for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. We'll be back soon. Bye bye. Planning for your next trip.